because it was a world title fight. It was turns. Media was there. Press was there. It was just this whole thing. And I wasn't expected to win it anyway. So so I guess he was kind of like, you know, but he was really caring. And he, and he wanted to stop it. But I begged him. I was just like, no, please do not let this fight go. Yeah, that's an amazing little backstory there. Oh, man, it was crazy. It was mad. I thought for real he was going to pull a plug on it. And I was like, after all this. And, um, yeah, he let it go on. So I was really I was really thankful for that. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible, man. I mean, I'm, in, I'm really in awe of that story. And, and you obviously had a, a tremendous, tremendous career. And um, it didn't end there, though. Then, you know, after your boxing career, I guess that kind of the theme for you is, like, adapt and overcome. Yes. And you said, you know, what's what's next for me? And, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you started training some people out of a church. Yeah, 1991, something like that. Yeah, after the personal training, fight. boxing, fitness, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. So, um, so what happened at that point? I was like, I'd retire. I'd stopped boxing. I couldn't fight anymore. I had a fight after that, and the eye was just shot. The doctors told me they were going to remove it. They had to remove it because it was just, it was just blown out completely. Um, so what, what I, what I had done then, I was like, okay, I can't box anymore. I have to come up with something. And then I started working with a doctor friend of mine. His name was Alessandro Pereno. And, um, and he was a chiropractor. And, and then I was working with also, um, another doctor who was with the New York Athletic Commission. His name was Dan. Um, and, and, uh, he, they were both working with people that were rehabbing with like lower extremity injuries like knees and ankles and stuff like that and they said you know maybe you can do a boxing workout with them so I started doing that and um, I did the boxing workout with them and it was going really really good um, and then uh, Gleason's called me up. I got a call from Gleason's and it was so great. Uh, Bruce Silverglade, he called me up and he said, Michael, there's this one lady who has a gym in lower Manhattan and she wants to um, have some boxers training people in her gym. And at that point, they're only doing like one-on-one -on -one workouts. So I said, yeah, I'd love to do it. And when I got to her, her name was Leslie and it was down on um, lower Manhattan. I said, on Crosby Street, she had a place called Crosby Street Studios. And I said, yeah, I'd love to train some people for you, but I'd rather do like a group fitness class, like a whole bunch of people. It's like shadow boxing to music and jump rope and this, that, and the other. And she goes, okay, if you want to give it a try. Well, we pulled in some great people, uh, great numbers, and it, and it really took off really well. And um, people started writing up on it. And as it got into the post, like with Cindy Adams, and, you know, this is what an ex-professional boxer Michael Ajade is doing now. Equinox had just opened and they heard it and they said, could you come to Equinox and teach for us? And that was when they just had the one Equinox at the time on 7060. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so I went in there and I started teaching and classes were crazy. I mean, I had people like, um, oh man, um, t uh, Taylor, uh, what's his name? I seen fire and I seen rain. Great guy. Um, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Well, I've seen that. I've seen the list of like the A-list like celebrities, the people yeah, that you yeah, work yeah. with, like yeah. <laughs> everybody. It's you know, Spike Lee, everybody, Adriana Lima. List yeah, goes yeah. on. Yeah, the list goes on. So it has some really great clientele, and and so it it caught on from there. That was really the first boxing for fitness class in at least in a in a gym in a non-boxing gym um, for people that weren't boxers. That was the first, and we just built it from there, and then we built out the impact program. And then as I started to feel more comfortable and confident in the power of this thing, because 
uh, people hadn't the like boxing was for people that had boxed before generally or people that were just you know into the thrill of it but nobody had really experienced boxing to know what a boxer really goes through not in terms of taking the punches but the kind of effort and energy you have to put out and learning it isn't boxing isn't just this primitive urge to punch somebody that makes you good and that's what people had always thought right. but now that they got a taste of the fitness boxing and having to learn how to turn the punches over and how to you know uh, the physical demands of it and it's not a it's not a rage it's not the rage at all it's just home skill and ability um they were able to appreciate it differently i think it really brought something to uh to the popularity of professional or competitive boxing as well because once people can taste it like basketball football soccer tennis all those things are so popular because pretty much everyone can play it or at least throw the ball or you know you've played basketball as a kid nobody plays boxing as a kid or a family out on a picnic is not going to have a boxing match together, but they certainly could have a soccer match together or right. football. You know what I mean? So you understand, you understand, you have that basic understanding about it, but boxing, they didn't. But this all of a sudden allowed boxing to become mainstream, like into everyone's house. You're walking to someone's house and you could find a pair of boxing gloves sitting there in the corner. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, I, and I really attribute that from fitness boxing, really. Otherwise, why else would they have them? It's something completely alien to people before fitness boxing became accepted as a, um, as a, as a real genuine and great way to get a workout. Yeah, I mean, you basically birthed like fitness boxing and, and what it is today. And, um, you know, obviously it's a huge trend and there's so many gyms, rumble and, and over yeah. And there's all types of, um, you know, fitness classes that are available, especially in New York. Um, and, you know, I have mixed feelings on um, the broad scope of it at times. And um, I kind of wanted to get your perspective on that as well. It's like, so for me uh, personally, like I, I love uh, fitness as in general. So I love working out. I love boxing as a workout. Yeah. Uh, I'm also, a, you know, of course, a, a fan of boxing, a, a fan of the sport. And, you know, I, I have sparred myself and will continue to. And I love I love what it brings me as a perspective for someone who's on the media side. Um, yes. Going to be a professional fighter? No. But I, I love to put myself in the shoes and, and train for real. And, and it gives me a more of a perspective of what I'm watching. So yes. I see some of these fitness classes um, although I think it's great, you know, if you want to get in shape and use boxing, it's awesome. But yeah. there, what's the balance of, um, you know, understanding, learning, learning uh, skills that really can apply in the ring and, and ones that are really for, for fitness? Yeah, well, I think, I think basically, I think people are, it's interesting. I think boxing is probably one of the most disrespected sports in that way. Like, I would never, if I were like, if I, I don't know, let's say ballet was the number one fitness trend or whatever, I would never go to somebody who wasn't an expert in ballet or at least somebody who had done it competitively or professionally, whatever it is. Um, I would never go to them to learn ballet. And I wouldn't go to somebody who isn't a tennis player to learn tennis or a basketball player, someone who had fast basketball experience to do that. Yeah. Yet, with boxing, 
People can go to someone who just happens to be a fitness trainer but doesn't know anything about boxing, probably never even put a glove on, and all of a sudden this guy's doing, you know, teaching this person how to box. And I, and I think it kind of, it, the reason why I don't like it is for pretty much one reason. I think it makes, it gives boxing for fitness a finite end because it's, um, it gives it an end because it's, as soon as you can't learn anymore, and in boxing you can always learn, that's the thing. But as soon as you can't learn anymore, as soon as the music fades or as soon as the, you know, they get tired of seeing the same lights doing the same thing, it's over. And that's unfortunate because boxing is one of the like, one of the greatest forms of exercise we can do for ourselves because we can do exactly what a professional athlete can, can do to get in shape for a fight with the exception of the sparring part, the getting hit, right? So boxing has the kind of convenience you can do in your own house or your own apartment, and you can get that level of workout without, um, without the expense and without, you know, without so many things that you need to do anything else. But I think, um, I think it's going to come to an end really fast with the trend because it's just being mistreated by people who don't know how to teach the sport or do, do know how, don't know how to teach the exercise. Um, you know, it, it's become it's become a fad instead of like it, it's um, it is the Western Hemisphere's martial art, and <laughs> it it deserves that kind of respect. You know what I mean? And and people who practice it like Sugar Ray, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, James Tony, Roy Jones, all those great fighters. Th those guys have honed that skill. Mayweather, all of them, every single fighter that's been in the ring and has gone up into the top 10 or world championship level, they've spent hours and years and countless punches and slipping punches. And and to just, you know, you have people coming out and they're just flinging and flailing. And, and I understand the energy and I understand the, uh, I understand the, um, the adrenaline rush you get from it, and I understand the, you know, you get sweat from it, but things you can get so much more. And that's the unfortunate thing about what's going on right now. You can get yeah. so much more out of this, you know? It's like, it, like for, for a city sport, it's the best thing you can do. I mean, in terms of getting fit, if you live in the country, you can get out and you can run, or you live outside the city, suburbs, you can get out, you can run, you can enjoy the outside. You live in the city, you're contained, so you can only take your workout to a certain level. But with boxing, you can take your workout to the upper echelon of your of your aerobic and uh, anaerobic capacities and do it safely. But it's also like this mind-body thing. It's, I call it aggressive yoga. Uh, sorry, aggressive meditation. It's like you're, you're. It's like you have the there's the focus, the mental part of it that you have to, and and there's, um, you have to execute a certain way, and all those, all those things give something back. But instead, people are just taking the superficial and they're running with it. They, you know, they have they have fancy lights and they have you know pounding music and everyone's woohooing and. They're dancing in between the rounds and all the rest of that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, wow. I, I kind of feel like... Um, remember